What's going on, golf addicts? It is the 2023 Zozo Championship. We're doing a DFS and a betting preview, all bundled up into one fun little podcast. DB here, a boy Pat Perry. There's 78 guys in the field. We're going to get to it. Before that, we got to go down the board and we got to let our boy Pat have another moment because it's now his second winner in three events in this fall. I don't know what. Um, with Tom Kim taking it down at 11 or 12 to 1. I think it's 12 to 1. We both loved him. You had him on your card. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, it's very difficult, DB, to pick the favorite. Mm, yes, yeah, but I did it. And, it, you know, it's even more difficult when he's trying to go back to back. But, uh, you know, I tell you what, it was it was a fun sweat, really because of Adam Hadwin. I mean, I had Adam Hadwin on the card yeah. also, which would have been a better win for me. But um, and actually, Joel Damon was on the card, and he he got up there and he kind of made some boneheaded. I don't know. He he didn't have he had some bad holes, but um, it was it was good all the way around. You had some guys up there, Bo Hostler. You're learning about Bo Hostler. Hey, you're, yep. I feel like you're like a you're little you're a little toddler. You're learning things about Hostler. You know, you just like, oh wait, I I got him up there on the leaderboard. Oh, but oh, he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss an easy putt. He's gonna do something here and there. It's like a little toddler. They make yeah. these little mistakes. You got to correct them. I keep trying to force the square peg in the round hole of that thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, I gotta be honest. Like, I, I've actually been happy with the Hostler experiment the last couple of tournaments. He's played well. He uh, and and when he started his round yesterday, I mean, he was on. He was very much on, and he could have. Yeah. He could have found himself in a playoff with Tom Kim very easily. He missed a couple of short birdie opportunities. He was throwing darts on on approach. He was hitting bombs and throwing darts with his irons yesterday and his wedges. And it was so it, it was I, I, I'm not mad at him. I mean, it's hard to win a PJ Tour event. It, it takes a little bit of luck. It takes it takes something. And so so far, I'm okay with the Hostler experiment. Um, we did have the leaderboard surrounded. Also had Cole up there and. I had Cam Davis storming up as well. We we had six of the guys, six of the top ten uh, between our betting cards. We, we both love Tom Kim, I and mean, we both talked about how we liked him over Aberg. Although Aberg again shoots a nine under round four to find himself in the conversation. Um, but you know, it, Tom Kim was clearly coming in in good form. He'd been playing since the playoffs. It was a golf course he loves. It suits him quite well. And with the weaker field, it just, you know, Tom Kim's a stud, man. He, he's now, what, the youngest player to win three times on the PJ Tour? Younger than Tiger, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. He, he is a stud. When he comes to golf courses that don't demand you absolutely bludgeon it, I mean, it, it's not like he can't. I mean, he was hitting some longer drives yesterday. We know he's worked on adding some speed, although the fairways are pretty firm and running. Um, when, when, he doesn't, when, he, when he plays a course where you don't have to carry it, you know, 320. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he he could be as good as anyone uh, on the PGA Tour. So uh, and love Tom Kim. It was actually kind of a fun. It was an entertaining Sunday afternoon. The back nine was entertaining. It was like, tell me who's not leading right now. Who, who's not leading? Because everyone was up there. It was all jammed up, and you know, had one. And, and Tom Kim ended up dueling it out. Uh, the the tournament kind of falls flat for me overall. Is there's not a lot of energy around that place. Not a lot of fans around the place, but. There was some weird stuff going on in the NFL, so I was going back and forth between that and, and watching the Shriners, wondering if, if any of my little, my little guys would, would get up there, and, and of course they did not. But, but always great to have another, another Tour Junkies outright hit in, in the books, even if it was the favorite. You know? Yeah. I mean, 
look, I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, it's, it surprises me though. There's not a lot of fans out there. You think people in Vegas would want to get out a little bit and get out to there and a little bit. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. How, how many people that live in Vegas would love to go watch a golf tournament? I don't know. I mean, Rick Gaiman, that's all I can think of. Other than that, <laughs> you're, you're, you're at Vegas to do not watch a golf tournament. <laughs> that, that's probably true. You want to go do other stuff. I mean, yeah. strippers and blow and gambling. That's, that's why people are there. I don't I'm like craps tables out there on like if you wanted some noise oh, no, that would be fun craps tables on like various holes around the oh. course because you'll get noise yeah people be yelling like crazy now it might be in the middle of somebody's swing but but that should be just part of signing up dude if you give me a yeah. corporate hospitality spot where i can see the golf tournament and play craps i'll take all my money take it all yeah. that would be fantastic and and live betting on that thing too yeah i mean it, it, i don't I don't, I don't know what the Shriners would have to do to juice that thing up, but it just doesn't have, some ju- it doesn't have a lot of juice. And obviously the field's weaker this year, but eh, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough scene. I do want to get Did down. I tell you, by the way, I, I went to a haunted house over the weekend, and it was a Shriners-sponsored ha- haunted house. No way. I was unable to get an interview because the two people that I asked refused to give me an interview. You asked them? But what'd, you, what'd you say? I said, hey, listen, um, because the line was forever. Did they have the they hats on? No, they didn't have the hats on. They were all like, I, I don't know. It was, they were very nice. And, um, you know, they were normal people. Okay. Shriners, they're just like they, us, they say. That's what they I say. I think they just thought that I, you know, I don't know. Because I said I had a golf podcast and I wanted to ask them some questions. I, I shouldn't have even said anything about golf. Because I was just like, hey, let me ask you some questions about being a Shriner. And they're like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do. That. They just didn't want to do it. So hmm. I don't know if they were told. There were a lot of rules in this place. Like I started videotaping as I'm walking in, and I swear I thought they were going to arrest me. Hmm. And like throughout the haunted house, my wife would video, or I would, and then somebody would see it, and they would yell at us about it. Like it was, it was a strict haunted house. No videos, camera. I don't, is that a rule? Because they told me in the haunted house it was illegal to do that. Maybe, maybe the same people running the Masters, you know, the, no video out there, you know, no phones, no nothing. Maybe they're also policing the, uh, the haunted house game in Savannah. I got to be honest, Pat, I haven't been to a haunted house since I was probably 15. I, I got to be honest, I think that's the first haunted house I've ever been to because I'm not a fan of them. I don't like doing haunted houses. I could see you not doing well in a haunted house. No. Dude, I, I, yeah, I could see like some, you know what, I, although, like if some if some per, if a haunted house worker is is that what they are, a haunted house laborer? Um, I don't know. It was child labor, if you ask me, because a lot of them were kids. If they came up behind you, and like one of them like happened to like grab your shoulder, like right up here, they would they would be scared at how how rock hard your shoulder <laughs> muscles and traps are because of tension. Like they, they would, would be, wonder, is it, have I just grabbed a robot? Have I, yes, this is a person is AI. This, or this person is, um, yeah, this person is a, is a Boston dynamics or whatever it is robot. <laughs> and, um, I, I thought about that. I, I went to, I went to lunch yesterday with your brother, you know, your yeah, brother, direct TV, Perry Booth here. And, um, I was sitting next to him at the table and we, we've been trying to get together this whole time. Or, you know, since he moved back and it just hasn't worked out, he keeps dodging me. I guilted the heck out of him yesterday. I mean, I literally was like, I cannot believe I keep inviting you to do stuff. Because he originally told me no. And then I was like, all right, well, we were hanging up the phone. I was like, all right, cool. Well, just 
you know, I, I'm, don't think that I'm going to stop asking you because I'm going to keep asking you and I'm going to guilt you into submission. And about two minutes later, he calls me back. He's like, I talked to Michelle. We're good. Let's go to lunch. And so <laughs> we go to lunch and I, and I like put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, good, man, guys, it's so, it's so good to have you here, man. And good, you know, and I put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, bro, you, this, is, this is a twin thing that you guys don't have. You don't share, you know? You're identical twins. Your brother does not hold that kind of tension. I could like, I could like feel a little bit of like relaxation. I could, they were like malleable a little bit, his shoulders. His, mm. You know what I mean? Like he was a little loose. And I was like, wow, okay. Mm. Anyway, I feel like that was maybe a conversation we should have had on our own. But um, I, I do want to talk more about the Shriners, Pat, because first of all, there was a couple of things that happened historically. We're going to do a DFS postmortem here too in a second, talking about the Shriners. We had a historical 6K draft Yes, last week. When I say six, his, historical, I mean, all six made the cut, and this was a cut event. So I think that was probably history. But, yeah. I mean, the finishes, we just crushed it. We had Lanto. You had Lanto. Finished 13th. Mm-hmm. Kelly Kraft, 23rd. Eric Van Ruyen, 23rd. The local boy, Harry Hall, 26th. Grayson Sick, Augusta boy, 28th. And Carl Yuan, 52nd. All six players in the 6K draft showed up and showed out. Hopefully, uh, I saw some green screens. A shout-out to our boy Polar Hell. Uh, had a nice week. We saw some green screens in the Discord. Somebody gave me a shout-out for my Vincent Whaley call on the Wednesday night chat. Yeah. Shout-out v- V-Dub. Uh, longtime TJ buddy, TJ fan. Um, but as I look down the board, Pat, there are a couple names that I want, I want to point out, other than you know Whaley and the guys we had on our betting cards and stuff. And obviously, you know, down the board presented to you by our friends at Leaderboard. You need to download the Leaderboard app if you've not already. It's in iOS and Android stores everywhere. Click the link in the description. It's a free app. Help you keep track of your own game, your own stats, your own scores, as well as your, your, your buddy games, your cash games on the course with your friends. It'll help dot the scorecard for you based on handicap indexes, tell you who's popping and where, and then tell you at the end who won and who owes everybody money. And then you can obviously, uh, you can also just send all your scores when you record them. It'll go straight to your USGA Gen Handicap info, and you can just, all you got to do is put it in one place, and it keeps track of all everything, your index, your stats, everything. So try our friends at Leaderboard. Click the link in the description. Uh, this is down the board presented by Leaderboard. I already talked about a couple of these guys, but um, Luke List, Pat, you know, look, looked pretty good. Looked pretty good for a minute. Uh, still had a good finish, you know. Uh, he was up there. He was he was up there. He, I think he stumbled. Where did he stumble? Round two, around three. Round three, you know, a two under kind of hurt him. Um, played okay, played okay yesterday, but I wanted to say he looked like vintage Luke List a little bit more with the putter. It, it wasn't. Uh, that's what I was wondering if you were getting to. Yeah, it, it wasn't awful. I mean, he so in in. In round one, he gained a, almost a stroke and a half. Beautiful. Round two, he was kind of neutral. He lost maybe a quarter of a stroke. So through two rounds, he was up a stroke putting. Round three, which is the, the tough round, I said, he almost, lost, he almost lost a stroke and a half. And then round four, he almost lost two strokes. So the weekend did not treat him well with the putter, lost it a little bit. And, and, and not that I, I, I'm not saying that because I think that the, the, the putting, you know, maybe, uh, what am I looking for? the putting awakening that, that maybe Luke List has, may or may not had. Uh, I, I don't think it's like thrown out the window because of that, but it's just something we got to continue to monitor. we got to continue to monitor this. because I'm sure we'll see, I think we'll see him again in the fall. we just got to monitor that. 
Uh, I always want to point out when a, you know, what was he? I don't know. He was probably in the 8K or 9K range. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember because I don't like paying attention to him. But when Lucas Herbert misses the cut, I always like to point that out. So he missed the cut by two because he sucks. I think so, he was 9K. Yeah, he was. I, 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 I think he was low nines. I just don't understand the Lucas Herbert stuff. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of names a little bit further down the board I wanted to point out. Okay. I, I, I like that. Um, I don't really have any other down the boards because I was just pleased with, um, with my guy, my guy yeah, Kim. They were all on the top of the board. I mean, Joel Damon was my other down the board, but that was just because I, I, I was happy to see him playing well and getting the hunt. You of know? course. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. We haven't seen Joel up there until till last weekend. Yeah, so. we talked to Gino just before the member guest too, and he was he. Gino needs some money. He needed some money, so yeah, he told yeah. us he's like, I Joel needs to start playing well. I'm making more money off the course than on the course. So here's another thing. Yeah. Post. Do we just like? Yeah. If Poston says he's not pl- practicing or playing at all, do we just? Does that mean we immediately play him? <laughs> I don't know because that's that's kind of what we were hearing was that he hadn't picked up a club, and then all of a sudden he's out there and he's. You know, getting eagles left and right. I mean, it's just, I mean, hitting balls out of the trees, you know, 260 yards to yeah. 10 feet. No, I mean, it was like three feet. Uh, yeah, I mean, the reports on his practice round were he's hitting some really good shots and some bad shots. And I, uh, I, I texted Fleener after round one. And I was like, um, I, it, was, it was pretty much all really good shots today, bud, huh? <laughs> like, it was, yeah. it was insane. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, in terms of like a DFS postmortem, then we'll move on and we'll start talking about the Zozo here. Your perfect lineup would have had Tom Kim, JT Poston, who were both in the 10K range. Uh, you would have had Alex Noren, Taylor Pendrith, and Nick Taylor, who I believe were all in the 7K range. And then Joel Damon, who we just mentioned, in the 6K range. You would have spent all of your $50,000 salary cap at about 70% total chalk, uh, total ownership um, percentage there. And again, this is all kind of, it's, it's all looking like this in the fall. It's like the cream of the crop up top are clearing away better, the better players in the fields. You got to, you got to eat the chalk on these guys kind of, and then, you know, you, you fill in from there and just hope you peg it. But, um, you know, balanced lineups aren't seemingly doing all that great, uh, in these no in these fall kind of stinky field events, um, only Tom Kim, though, finished in the top 10 DraftKings point scorers and owned above 15%. He was at like 30 to 35%. So, uh, you know, not like, not any real super chalk doing great, but there were another six, there were six total players who finished in the top 10 DK point scorers uh, that were at least over 10%. So it wasn't like there was a whole lot of off the radar guys. Um, the, the rest of this, you know, I kind of dropped in the Discord. You guys can check it out and um, just kind of make a, a mental note of those things. Uh, all right, let's 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 talk about the Zozo, Pat. This is the I th- believe this is the fourth year, right? Fourth year that we played it at Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club. Um, played it here in 2019, 19, 21. 2019, I think was the first one. Okay, that was one Tiger one. So yeah. 2019 when Tiger won, 2021 when Hideki won, and last year it was a bet that I hit in the fall uh, when Keegan Bradley won. So he's your defending champ. I mean, <clears throat> basically, you know, I, I put a lot of good player quotes in the Discord today as well. You need to check those out. Um, this place gets has gotten compared to like Augusta in terms of how well manicured it is, how pure it is. You know, scorecard wise, it doesn't 
really look like Augusta. It's a par 70. It plays around 7,000 yards, um, but it's lush. The, the rough is, it's not, it's not terrible, but it's not like last week's rough or, or maybe even the Sanderson where it's just almost not a penalty at all. There, there is some penalty, I think, for being in the rough. It's kind of tree line. There's some dog legs left and right. There's uh, kind of this weird par three, par five mix. I think you have five par threes on this golf course. You've got like either short par fours that are basically wedges in for everyone in the field, or you have long par fours where you've got guys hitting long irons into these, into this, uh, into these greens. I mean, I believe Rory said one year he was hitting even four and six irons into a couple of these greens. So you've got kind of a mixed bag of really short par fours and really long par fours. Uh, all the greens are pretty small. They're, they're below average in size. So hitting the green is, is an awesome advantage, especially if you're hitting it close. And, and with long irons, that's even better. But you're likely to miss them because they're so small. So I do think scrambling uh, matters a little bit. Bunker play uh, seemingly matters a little bit. This place is pretty well bunkered. Uh, it's, it's a cool golf course. It's a fun course to watch. Now, Japan is 13 hours ahead of us on the East Coast. So lineup lock is going to be pretty early. Don't forget that for DFS. Um, and and we will we'll have to figure out when we're doing our uh, our Wednesday, our typical Wednesday night Discord live chat. It was a lot of fun last week. We had a good chat, had a good good bit of participation last week for a fall event. Mm-hmm. So that's always nice. Um, another great Sobet Saturday chat too in the Discord. So if you're missing out on all that, yeah. uh, shame shame on you, shame on you. But uh, anything else you think I'm missing here on the golf course? I'll talk about some DFS things here in a second. Uh, but anything I don't I don't think so. I mean, when you look at just the the past champions here and who's typically doing well, you're definitely looking at just you really good ball strikers but occasionally you're going to get some folks up there too that you know like a Sahith Agala who who last mm-hmm. year was very good in this tournament he can spray it off the tee but you know definitely a very talented player so i mean it's it's a it's it, to me i'm leaning towards just those good ball strikers um but you know it's interesting with the Zoysia fairways and all that you can get some flyer lies on that um so it's not a surface that they're you know they play a ton on yeah, Zoysia is pure though. I mean, the ball yeah, it's just pure sits as up hell. Nicely. Yeah, it is. I think that's it, why you get these flyers because it just sits up like. Earth. Yeah, it's like the mats when you go to a driving range when you hit off Zoysia. It's like you're hitting off those mats. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, it's going to help a lot of these these really. I think it just makes the premier ball strikers that much better here um, on Zoysia. It does look like there's going to be a. I mean, right now the early projections look at. I think it was Friday. Looks really windy. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, everything else looks fine. There's really not, not much rain to speak of. The temps are going to be in the 70s. You know, I, I did kind of a first look show this morning in the Discord, and we talked about firing early. I mean, I, I think as we look at these outright bets, you need to hit them, and a lot of them have already shortened since the morning Discord conversation. So hopefully you, you grabbed a, a few of those that we talked about. One of them in particular yeah. has really tanked, which makes me feel good because I, I feel like I had the right read on it, and I got some good value on it already. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know winning score too hasn't really it's been like fifteen under. Tiger won at nineteen, but he was cleared the field by like three shots. So you know that fifteen under, sixteen under range doesn't make it. A, a, I wouldn't say qualifies it as a birdie fest, right? I mean, and that was yeah. when you had much stronger fields. You know, the, the top end here pretty weak after the first few few names. Um, it's better than what we've been getting in terms of top end in these fall events, but it's still a much weaker field than the three previous events here at, uh, you know, in, in Japan now. And I think you got to take that into consideration when I give you some of these stats from the last two years at the Zozo in terms of DFS. So the last two years at the Zozo, 
perfect lineups, you would have left right around 48,000 to, to 48,500. That would have been your total lineup spend. So, you, you know, leaving somewhere between 1500 and $2,000 on the table, that shows you how strong the fields were. I don't know, I don't yeah. know that I would recommend doing that now. Uh, and both perfect lineups would have been around 60 to 65% total ownership. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I just don't, I, I'm doing this research so that we can have it for years, for years going forward. And who knows what all these, these events look like going forward after this year. But um, I put more detail in the discord. You can check out in terms of what the chalk has done in years past and lineup construction and stuff like that. But I've, I'm finding that it's, it's almost a little bit irrelevant um, with these fall swing events with just the field strength. So I don't know. I don't know how much we, we really get into that. Um, all right, so, we, so next week there's a week off, right? PJ Tour's off next week. And then, isn't that right? Wait a minute, Are let me, they? Let me I don't double know. check. I think we're off. Uh, yes. So we're off next week. No shows next week. Uh, we're going to be back for, you got the, uh, the Worldwide Technology Championship, which is in Los Cabos. That, that's a new event. So we've got that, and then we've got the Butterfield Bermuda, and then the RSM. So uh, three more, well, and then a week off for Thanksgiving, and then the Hero, which the field was just announced, pretty stacked field there for Tigers event uh, in Albany. So we've only got about three or four more shows. On the, the next show we come back, so the Worldwide Technology Show, we are going to announce the winner of our SoBet contest. If you've not been paying attention, this is your last major warning. We're not going to give you a whole lot of other opportunities. Um, but we're running an awesome contest with SoBet. And all you got to do to enter is just join SoBet and just give it a shot for one month. You can click the link in the description. Uh, the code will pre-fill and you should get a free month. Your first month would be free and then you can cancel if you don't like it. But you're going to like it. You're going to make money off the picks. Uh, we, we bring in a handicapper every single weekend in the Discord on Saturday mornings from 11 to noon Eastern to uh, break down the college football and NFL slate because there's so many, I mean, there's some good, good folks over there on SoBet capping games for every sport imaginable. Um, and so it's incredible content. Even if you live in a state where uh, legalized sports, sports betting is, isn't there yet, like, like Georgia, you can still use a lot of the information on SoBet to your benefit, whether you're betting offshore or you're betting in the props market or whatever. Um, there's plenty of opportunity there. There's a couple, couple handicappers in there that are prop specific. So prize picks, underdog, uh, sleeper, all those things, mojo, you can use it all in, in those platforms. So uh, join SoBet, give it a shot, and we are going to draw uh, for that show. We're going to draw a name. And whoever we, we, whoever we draw, them and, and a guest are going to get to join me and Pat on that special Tuesday in April on a special place in Augusta. And we're going to watch some golf. And we're going to have some good drinks and some good food. And it's going to be an amazing time for you and a guest. Uh, free, free tickets courtesy of the Tour Junkies to that event. You do not want to miss it. Uh, and all you got to do is sign up. If you've already signed up for SoBet long before this contest was announced, you are already entered, my friend. So you're already in. You're good. So click the link in the description. Give it a shot. It's one of your last chances to get that, to get that done. All right, Pat. Um, Let's get into this. Let's let's look at uh, let's go by DK pricing. So what we'll do is we'll look at the uh, the DFS um, DFS side of things, and as we roll through these price uh, price ranges, we can talk about guys we want to bet in this range. Uh, let's see. So and I and I yeah my betting my betting strategy this week is is interesting, but um, 
Okay. But let's let's start at the top. Nine K, nine K range, ten K range, and Xander Schauffele is at eleven one. He leads it off along with Colin Morikawa, Sung Jay Hideki is back. We haven't seen him since uh, since the, I guess the playoffs or maybe yeah. Didn't he play in the playoffs? Played one event or did he make the playoffs? Oh, he no. He played the FedEx, ain't you? He played. Yeah, he played that one. Okay, and then. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen him since. You know, Japan's favorite favorite son is back. It seems like, it looks like he's been there for a little bit, practicing, yeah. playing, prepping. Uh, he did withdraw from. Didn't he withdraw from the next playoff event? I think that's what he did. He withdrew from the BMW. I think. Did he? I think he did. I thought he didn't make it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He withdrew sometime recently because yeah. right. that's what he does. But. Uh, and I will say this, I'm not interested in playing any sort of cash lineups. I usually don't play cash in a no-cut event. I just don't, I don't like that. Um, so every, every play I'm giving out is going to be a tournament play, um, GPP play. And then we can talk a little bit about possibly chalk if you want to do that. But um, let's, uh, let's kick it off. Where, where, where do you want to start, Pat? I'll let you kind of steer the ship here in the 9K range. Well, I'll start at the bottom, actually, um, with a guy who I do think is going to be chalky. I'm not playing any cash. If I were to play cash, he would be in the lineup. But Minwoo Lee Ugh. at 9,100, I absolutely just love this week. And we're he's coming off of a victory last week. Um, I guess that was on the Asian, yeah, Asian, Asian tour. tour. Um, and where he dominated, really, was he 30 under, something like that? Yeah, he, 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 just, he just boat raced everybody, I believe. He did. He did. Now, the field... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Still not like this one, but Minwoo. I think you know, coming off of a victory like that, it's sometimes like with a guy like Minwoo, who we know have has so much talent. Um, you and I both love him. We, I, I probably, you know, oh, he only won by two shots, but but then he the so the guy in second, Poom. Oh, oh, Pat, Poom, <laughs> Pat, it's He's your boy. It's your boy. Do you remember? Do you remember his name? I don't remember how. how what was the last name? Uh, You're gonna have to say it because it's in front of you. I don't have it in front of me. Let me. So. Let me. I'll type it in the chat. See if you can see it. Because this is. This, this is a, was from. What was this from this when we did famous, this? Famous. Uh, this is a famous Pat. Um, I'm surprised you don't have the sound thing on the. You know, if producer Sam was here. He would pull it up right there. And, there it is. Okay, it's not up yet. Did you text it to me? No, I typed it in the chat. Nothing's coming up. Oh, sorry. I typed it in the wrong chat. <laughs> I'm like, where? What chat? There we go. Um, oh, Poom Saxenson. Saxenson. You said, but the, but the sound bite is Poom Success. <laughs> yeah. He beat he beat Poom. He beat Poom's Poom Sack by uh by Dose and then he and then everybody else was ten shots or more behind Min Woo. So I, I guess he didn't boat race the entire field, he just boat raced most of it. Yeah. yeah. Well But dang, Min-Woo I mean was... Poom shoot man, Poom almost ran him down. Poom matched his uh his round four sixty three. Wait, is Poom in this field? No. No. I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm about. I was about to like no check him here. I was going to star him as a favorite. I'm with you though, man. I I love Minwoo Lee. Um, I, I think he's still. 
you know, the, the, the thing with him is still going to be the iron play. Always seems to be a little iffy, but he's so good off the tee, and his short game and putting is so good. He could just – I could see him getting it done. I, I do see him getting it done in, uh, in this in – this, this week to get that first PGA Tour victory. Like, he's proven he yeah. can win. He's proven he's a stud. He's contended in majors. A T14 at the Masters his first time out. This place is getting the Masters comps. Uh, I think T5 at the U.S. Open this week as well. He likes tougher golf courses. I think that's what this place is going gonna, is gonna to bring. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not major championship tough, but 15, 16 under, you know, a little tougher than average. I absolutely love Min Woo, but I do, I do believe in DFS he will be Chalky uh, this morning. He was a name that I talked about a lot on the uh, first look show. He was twenty to he opened at twenty to one. I see him at eighteen to one right now. Is the best number you can get him, and I still love it. Um, so I am all in with you on Min Wu Lee. I fired in on the twenty to one when I saw you put that in the chat, and um, yeah, I mean, like as I was going to kind of say is that you know when you you get a guy like Min Wu just tasting a little bit of victory that that just even though it's yeah you know blood in the water tour, yeah it's um that's a huge confidence booster so i do think uh he's gonna be really good this week god he's gonna put out some fire you know social media hype video too he's so good at that yeah he's good at that yeah. um he's got he must have a good team i guess i don't know what what do you think about sahith right here because we talked about sahith a good bit this morning too um who who had a you know good finish here last year um, finished T five in his first time here. Obviously, just just won. Um, so we know the form. We know the form is solid. Just won the Fortinet. I, I I'm interested in Sahith again. I mean, I know long term we worry a, a little bit about you know him spraying the ball a little too much. He did that a little bit here last year, and, and he managed to get away with it. Um, I, we don't have strokes gained from this event, but I was looking back at some quotes from him and the pressers post round last week or last year at this event. And he talked about kind of spraying it, but short game kind of saved him, which is what he does, right? That's what he does. But I mean, his last four starts on the PGA tour, gaining strokes off the tee. And, you know, it's a small, it's a small sample size, but it's, it's something that you can grab onto. The irons have been solid for the BMW uh, at Olympia fields. And then the Fortinet, he picked right back up where he left off. Gained nine strokes putting, my God. So I, I don't I don't mind Sahith. I'm I wonder how popular he'll be. He'll I do think he'll probably get some love in the DFS space, but I really love this low nine K range. Yeah, I did too. And I'm I'm with you on Sahith. I think he is a is a good play and um He's still I, twenty I to one much, on FanDuel right now. Yeah, which look, he's another another one that, you know. After you taste that victory, like he had a few weeks ago um, at, at the Fortinet, I think um, it's it's a great sign for him. And and he is, like you said, he's great around the greens. He's a good putter. Um, when you get on like pure greens like this, um, I, I think that's you know he can he could just light them up. So um, I, I'm definitely in on on Sahith with you as well. Um, now the top is what's is kind of the interesting thing for me is like yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm going to go with Xander. But I'm very interested in Morikawa, which is, you know, he hasn't really had a good history here. See, and I'm I'm kind of more if I'm going to play one up here, I'm going to play Xander. I, from a DFS perspective, I don't. I was looking at the names, and I've done some deep dives into these uh, in, into the guys that are exemptions from the Japan Tour and stuff. And there's a couple of them I like. I, I wrote up three in detail in the Discord today in the research section. So. 
I don't want to give away all the goodies, but if you're there in the Discord, check those out. I did some deep dives on all these guys, but I don't love a lot of players in the 7K or 6K range. I, I probably will find myself building a little more balanced and having sprinkles of guys in the 8K and above, and then maybe just, I might just be like pretty heavy overweight on some of these 7K, 6K guys. That might be stupid, but um, yeah. in terms of DFS, that's, I just don't like a lot of, a lot of guys here. So. Although, if I were going to play one up here, it would probably go ahead and just be Xander. I don't know that I'm actually going to get there. Yeah, I mean, it could be tough. I mean, I do, I think Sungjae's in play. His odds seem to show Yeah, so Sungjae has steamed a lot. Um, yeah. Spaz told me this morning he opened it like 22. It's in the, in the first look show. He opened it like 22. He's down to 16 now, which, you know, I mean... I. I realize he's a really strong player, and he's for this field. Obviously, he's he's really good. I don't I don't love it. Like I, I don't I don't love it. His his last win was two years ago. Ah, oh, wait a second. What the Asian Games? Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, him and Siwoo <laughs> stomped through them like a damn stomp through. I mean, that was, I mean let's not I, I don't, forget the Asian his Games. His last PGA Tour win was two years ago, and. Okay. I, and we haven't seen him other than the Asian Games since the Tour Championship, so he's not played any of these other fall events. It's not, you don't have to. Um, he's had a mixed bag here, right? Hasn't he had what's, what's it, T3 in the first year and then T29 last year? I, he doesn't really do it for me. I, I don't. So if, if he's steaming and he's, I'll gladly avoid him in the betting market. And I'll gladly avoid him if he's chalk in DFS. I don't. He doesn't really I, do I, it for me. I kind of agree with that for sure, on especially chalky DFS. And I mean, when you look at the outrights now, I mean, I'm seeing fourteen to one, sixteen to one on BetMGM. I, I just feel like yeah, I, if, I you, like if you wanted some Sungjae, you're you're le- you're too late. Now. Yeah, you might be too late. I, I think now the that's just not a good. That doesn't feel that doesn't feel good. Twenty two probably would have felt a lot. I mean, would have felt a lot better. But yeah, I also um, think Ricky Fowler doesn't feel well feel good to me when it when it comes to betting him. I, I, I could see I could see me putting in some, you know, if he's not chalky in DFS, which he probably will be, putting him him in some lineups. But I, I don't I don't like the betting numbers on him right now. I just don't love the ten k and above range. I'm, in DFS, I'm probably not having any of it, and I'm not going to bet any of it either because I love the rest of these guys here. I mean, my, my, yeah, I think I'm out. Now, I think what happens with Hideki will be interesting. How, you know, how afraid people may be of Hideki. He's obviously, um, you know, he's won here before. Well, we mentioned that. He finished second to Tiger the first year that they played it. And then last year, he remember last year there was some drama. He withdrew from the Pro-Am last year. Uh, Everybody freaked yeah. out. But then he finished 40th, which isn't great in a 78-man field event for Hideki. You were probably glad if you freaked out and faded him. Um, I don't know what his ownership was last year, but he's interesting to me because we just we haven't seen him in a while other than knowing, I guess, he's been over here for a, a while and he's he's acclimated and he's he's i mean he's Hideki like he, he could do he could do it at any moment so he's always one that in really low ownership spots at a decent price which he is i'm happy to try him in dfs um 
but I'm also happy to fade him if he's uber chalky. And I'm not going to, I don't think I'm interested in betting him right now uh, at around 14 to 1 either. Uh, there's just too many factors against him. Yeah. Um, I do think the, the, probably the lowest owned guy in this whole range is going to be Adam Scott. I was just thinking about that too. And I think Adam Scott is in play on a course like this where, you know, he's traditionally a great ball striker. You kind of, like you said, masters vibes. Yep. Um, you know, Adam Scott could definitely return a lot of value here. If you, if you want to got to pivot to in this range, um, you know, he has played a little bit this fall over in, in Europe. He, he played the Irish open in September, did miss the cut finished top 10 at the BMW. Um, Big event. and that's, and that's, um, yeah. And then he did miss the cut at the, at the Japan open. So it, there's mixed results. Had that top 10 at the Wyndham, which was his last PGA tour event. Um, trying so, to make the playoffs there. Yeah. So I think Adam Scott could be a, a you know, a decent pivot option in here. Yeah. I, I think he will end up being a, a nice pivot option. If you're, um, if you're, if you, if you enjoy the Adam Scott experience, it is an experience, it, it is an experience, which I've, I've, I've been on and it's been great. And I've been on and it's been bad. Um, I, I really do love this, this 9,500 and down. Like I love Cam Davis. I love Keegan, my betting card. Yeah. I mean, if I, this morning I was all in on these, on those four guys, Minwoo, Keegan, Davis, and Sahith. If I had to narrow it down, I mean, I rank it. Minwoo is number one for me. Um, I probably put Keegan number two defending. I think Keegan is poised to defend. He, he, I again was reading press clippings from last last year. Just absolutely raved about how much he loved this golf course. This is before he won. Um, I think he's extra motivated to continue. Basically, saying in so many ways, "F you" for not picking me in this Ryder Cup uh, with as good as he's played. Um, I still like him a good bit. He's still twenty-two to one on DK. So I think if I had to narrow it down, it'd be Minwoo, Keegan at twenty-two, and Davis at twenty-two. Sahith might be my last one out from a betting standpoint. I, I trust Cam Davis a little more, and and the numbers, numbers actually a little better right now, twenty-two to one on DK. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, I'll definitely. I've already got the Minwoo um, play at twenty to one. I think I wasn't necessarily looking at Sahith as much until, but you, you've kind of convinced me. I think I, I would go Sahith. Um, and I may sprinkle in Adam Scott, although we can, we can get him as high as 28 to one on that MGM. So. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like Adam Scott more for the DFS pivot that you mentioned than I do winning, but um, yeah. All right. So that's the, uh, that's, that's that nine can above range. By the way, I saw somebody earlier. I don't remember who it was. Asked me about this, this hoodie. I want to shout out my boy Drew, my boy Drew Landrum, who's in the Discord, uh, started this company. And I mean, this is a free app. He's, they're not paying us for anything, but this is a golf clothing brand that he just started. Pat knows Drew. Uh, Drew's a good dude, good friend of ours, good friend of mine, my family's. It's called 1744 Reserve. It's named after the uh, uh, 1744 was the year the, the 13 original rules of golf were written, I believe, and recorded, which our friend Mike just went and saw in Scotland at Muirfield out there he just played that uh, the other day he was telling me about it so original rules of golf the, the scottish thistle here is the is the logo or icon um it's a good brand it's a it's a new new startup that drew's doing just as a side gig because he loves golf and 
Um, he he likes nice nice golf clothes. So support a uh, support a Discord fellow Discord member and tour junkie. Check out 1744 Reserve. I think it's 1744reserve.com. Could be wrong there. Um, and also, you know, let me just say this: if you're in the Discord and you have a business and we and and you want it promoted, hit us up. We'll we'll gladly give you a shout out on the uh, on the podcast. If you have a business that would uh, you know something you can serve a a national audience at least, then uh, we'd be happy to support our fellow tour junkies friends and and Discord people, the people who support us the most. We're happy to support you. So uh, happy to do that in the fall. It's an easy thing we can do, and who knows what could come of it. But shout out to Drew. Yeah. And check out, uh, let me make sure it's 1744 Reserve. They have great um, tour visors, too. And it's a, it's a traditional tour visor. It, it's not those new style visors. This, this, it's a good looking visor. <laughs> it is 17, four, the number 1744reserve.com. Uh, it's a really nice, beautiful website. And yeah, they do have some, some polos and crew neck, this hoodie, visors for people like Pat um, that love that big, big old tour visor. So yeah, and if you see, if you see Drew in the Discord, Hit him up. Tell him congrats on launching the new brand. All right. Uh, AK range and bets in here, Pat. Let's see. So that gives us Eric Cole, who continues to just play golf whenever, wherever he's just invited. Play wherever the hell he wants to play. Yeah. All the way down to Aaron Rye. Um, I don't, I'm not as juiced up about this range in DFS as I, I have been in weeks past in the AK range. But there's, there's some dudes in here. There's some dudes in here I like um, that I think, I, you know, there's there's a, a trio here of of bombers who have we've either not seen a lot of or we've seen and we haven't really liked what we've seen, but a lot of upside if you like the bomber angle here, which I do. Thomas Detry, Nikolai Nikolai Hoygaard, and Vincent Norman. V Norm who missed the cut last week freaking killed a couple of my lineups. Uh, Hoygaard who I think just didn't have a great finish. Detry I just don't know that we've seen for a minute. Uh, I, I think he's been playing on the DP World Tour, but his finishes have been kind of middling. Do you like any of those three? I know I'm kind of throwing those three guys at random to you, but I kind of group those those guys in the same basket in terms of what. Yeah, I mean, Detry was one that I kind of had my eye on a little bit. Um, like you said, based off the length, off the tee, just feels like a, a decent fit here. He has been playing, you know, over in Europe, and you're right, it's kind of middling. T35 at the Kazoo. T33 at the BMW, and then he played the Irish Open and finished T23. So it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know as an outright if I would want to bet him, but I, I think in DFS it could be a, a good play. I don't feel like he'll have a lot of ownership either. Um, so he was one of the guys I wanted to bring up that that um, you know I was looking at. Um, the others are kind of more at the bottom. Um, I don't. I don't understand Alex Norin. Like, oh, when, he's, are, he's, when are we supposed to? Can somebody tell us when we're supposed to be on and off Norin? I wish I had the, that kind of crystal ball because I, I always want to play him, and then when I do, he sucks. But like last week, he was pretty good. No, he was, he was exceptional last week. I mean, it was, yeah. it was the best week he's had with his irons since November of last year, which is... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have been on Alex Norton on occasion here recently. I feel like I've been on him more than you have. I was not on him yeah, last week. It's been a long time for I, me, I think. Yeah. Um I, I don't I don't know what to think of the dude. I, I guess he's just a he is a highly volatile boomer bust. He's a veteran, so like maybe that helps him in these crappy fields, like when he's feeling it a little bit and he's got some he's got some play and he can just 
he's a veteran, so he's not he's not scared of the moment, maybe, and he can climb up a leaderboard all of a sudden, or he can he can just get hot and he's not going to crap down his leg. I don't I I don't know I don't know, but I, mean, I, I think his his stats though look pretty good in this field. You know, when you look at the ball striking, putting, he's top five and built on bent grass in this field. No, he can so, putt like I mean, he's his short game is yeah. unbelievable. It's always the it's always the off the tee stuff or the or the iron play. Yeah. But he's he's long. He's just not very accurate. But I mean, you don't have. To, I don't think you have to be super accurate here. If you look at these yeah. leaderboards uh, in the past. I mean, like let's just look at twenty twenty three for example. I mean, Keegan was maybe slightly above average last year. At, he hit fifty nine percent of his fairways. But like, I don't see anyone in the top ten. Let's see. One person in the top 10 hits 70% of their fairways. That's it. Everybody hmm. else is way less. Yeah. I mean, Cam Champ finished eighth. He hit 48% of his fairways. Then, I mean, Noren's not Cam Champ long, but he's, he's, not, he's not short. Well, I feel like Noren, and from a betting standpoint too, Noren and Aaron Rye, who are both about 45 to 50 to one. I think I'd rather have Rye. As an outright, or would you play them both in DFS? God, I think I want I I think I could be talked into Rye outright at fifty five on Fanduel. I I was talking in the in the first look show this morning about Rye, and I I think I could kind of get to it, but Norin, I don't think I don't think so. And I and I think Rye, I, I'll also play in DFS. Norin just. I, I'm ha- He's, I'd rather play a- Norin after a missed cut than I would with what he just did. <laughs> I just would. He is getting a little bit of steam, though. I mean, he was. Oh, if he has, when any, I was looking at. He was at sixty to one this morning. I don't when want, I was first looking at. I do not want. Do not want. Do not want. If if he's twelve percent owned in this field it, too in DFS, I don't want it. But I, I would rather so play. Then, Norin. So we're getting somewhere now because we were kind of questioning. Maybe Norin, that's it. But now you're like out on Norin. Yeah, I, I, I want to zig when people are zagging on Norin. I do not want to be okay. team group think on Norin, especially if he's hot, if he's popular. I just because I don't want to ever. I also don't ever want to put myself in a position where I'm playing him in DFS and then I feel like I have to be over leveraged on him. God, like he's he's top. He's all. He's first team all scary. Uh, over leveraged guy. Like I, if you gave, if I had to list the ten guys who scare me the most when I when I'm going in and they're a little popular and I'm going to double the field in ownership. If they're fifteen percent, I'm going to go up to thirty or forty or whatever. Like if you gave me the ten guys I'm the most scared of when I do that, he is in the top ten. I I, I can't argue with that. But but what what's weird is like. The history we have with this man. I mean, I think we started tour junkies at the same time he started playing golf. We have this history. We still can't nail him down, but we also don't hate him enough that we've completely written him off. We don't love him enough that we're blinded by him and we play him too much. It's That's the, what's so crazy about thing. Norin to me. Like, there's a lot of players we've done this over the years that eventually they're they're on our they're just going to stay on the love list or they're going to be on the completely yeah. hate list. Jonas Blitz. and he's like right in the middle. Like there's no, I mean, we've never hated him. No, we've never loved him. And there's been moments where I've, I've been, I, I've, we've been talking. You know what I mean? Like you're in the talking yeah. stage. We're not boyfriend girlfriend yet, right? But we're we're talking. There's been moments where I feel like I've been kind of talking to Nor, like kind of like what I'm doing with Hostler right now. 
Like me yeah, and Hostler, you and Hostler kinda, we're talking. We're we're like Travis no, Kelsey and I Taylor mean, I don't Swift know. right you, now. You went to the movies. Yeah, we went to the movies. We're te- we're tra- yeah. we're Kelsey and Swift at the moment. We're, it's not official, but it's it's leaning mm-hmm. towards official. But also, I'm not like I don't know if he's the one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Norin, I've just never even gotten to that. I don't know if I've ever. I think I've probably gotten to that stage before with him, but it's been in like two or three weeks spurts. It's like a summer fling. It's like is Norin like really hot but doesn't have a great personality, so you just can't like you yeah you you're like you get you go so on when a you're date. bored when you're bored and you have no other options you're like oh, yeah. I guess I could go back to the hot you know hussy over here with Alex Norin yeah at least I know he'll take me you know huh um dude I I know this is a broken record situation but and I probably won't bet him outright. But I mean, Eric Cole, I did bet him outright last week at 35 to one in a full field event. 35 to one in this event, it's a little shorter. I mean, obviously, it's the, the field strength at the top end is a little tougher for him to beat. And he's never played here before. But <laughs> like, again, he's not short. You don't have to be in the fairway here. This is about greens and regulation and hitting into these small greens. And nor and nor Eric Cole can do that. And when he misses, his, uh, his around-the-green game is fantastic. I mean, he continues to just be an incredible iron player. He gained another six strokes on approach at the Shriners. Gained 3.2 at the Sanderson and 6.2 at the Fortinet at the start of season. I, I, like that's, that's tough for me to ignore at a tournament where 15, 16 under could get it done. You hit 80% of your green and reg or 77% of your green and reg, you're, you're going to be up there. And like that's what he can do. Yeah. Now, I, now, mean, I don't know why I'm willing to play him in DFS at 8,900, but I don't want to bet him at 35 to 1. And maybe I do. I, I don't know why you wouldn't bet him. I, I, you could do both. Listen, you mentioned like he hasn't played here before, but there's a lot of courses yeah. that he's going to every yeah. year or every this this year that he hasn't played, and he just continues to always be up there and get and giving himself chances. It's going to hit eventually. His round one, it was his round one. I was like, why can't why why did he why did he shoot nine under on Sunday and? Finished T3, and it's because round one, he got off to a really bad start. He shot even par round one. And he lost over two strokes on the putting green. On the green. I don't know why hmm. I said putting green. Putting green. The putting green. Um, it's just like he, we, we need Eric Cole to put four together. And he's like putting three or like three and a half together. Well, I'll probably play him if he's chalk too in DFS. I I like him a lot. Yeah, I think um, I'm with you on Cole. Um, well, speaking of Hostler, are you going to continue with your dating? <laughs> um, you know, I I I probably will. I I don't um I don't I don't dislike him. I don't. I'm not running to play him like I have been the last couple of weeks. Again, kind of going back to the putting contest, like it's not a putting contest thing. I sometimes I'll prefer him in that because his putting is so good. The irons scared me a little bit, but the irons were so good 
so good on Sunday and pretty good for the whole the whole week. It seems like things are looking in a nice direction, but then he can have these weeks like where he just is awful. Um, I, I'm interested in DFS. We'll see how it goes in terms of my player pool and as I narrow guys down and what his ownership is, but I, I'm not interested to bet him outright to win here. I, I don't I don't trust the iron play yet enough to bet him to win here. Yeah. Okay. By the way, on that <clears throat> on that group of three bombers, I don't think I said, but I, I, I think I'm rolling Detry here. That's who you said, right? Yeah, that was who I said. I think I like Detry the most out of that group. And yeah, I'm I, totally I, out on Keith Mitchell again. And everybody <sighs> Keith Mitchell, I, I I went off on him in the Wednesday chat in the Discord last week <clears throat> at the Sanderson because I was like, I, I don't understand. Like he was steaming in the head to head markets. All these head-to-head bettors were pounding Keith Mitchell's side of his head-to-head bets. He was, I didn't understand it. And he's, I don't, he's broken right now. Like his irons are broken until I see something with the irons. I don't know how you could play Keith Mitchell here. Yeah, I was going to ask about him, but I don't know. He just doesn't. He's going to be 5% owned. So go ahead, you know, if, if that's something you feel like you're going to have to work through because you love Keith Mitchell, and I love Keith Mitchell. But if you, if you really, if you're worried about it, go ahead and start thinking about it right now. Like he's not going to be popular. He's going to be five, six percent. That's what he's going to be. So, I, I think, at least I think, if he's if he's higher than that, then the community is much dumber than I thought they were. Or maybe I'm, maybe, maybe you know, the website I'm looking at is broken. I don't know, but I don't see Keith Mitchell being over five percent. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. No. Um, I think of the, the, you know, two, you look at the two Adams down here with Vincent and Schink. Yeah, I'm interested uh, in both. I, I am interested in both. I, I could get see myself going back to Schink, even though he, he mm-hmm. did burn a lot of folks at the Shriners. Um, yeah, this but it, feels it, like that it, was a great example of, like, first event back since the, since the summer. Yep. It had been almost two months since we'd seen Schink. Um, and, 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 like, nothing that he did was super terrible. It was just basic, right? He was just a basic bitch last week. He, hmm. he was dead zero off the tee, gained 1.1 on approach, and basically lost a stroke and a half in short game, which is unlike him, you know, especially putting. So, like, probably a little rust. But now he comes to a place he's played three times. He's played it pretty well. All things from me for Adam Schink, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was surprised he's been here twice already so three times or three times so i I think shink is definitely one i'll go back to i'll go back to svenson he's still just playing yeah very well um i feel like he's you know on a little bit harder golf courses where you you might could get some weather and i feel like he is he's just a good solid guy and especially in like wind and things like that i don't know i could be wrong i'm not you you know where you're getting that you're getting that from your subconscious when we were at the RSM last year, and it was the coldest and windiest yes. we have ever been on the golf course, including a Scotland trip, and, and he won that week. Yeah. Like, and we were on the coast in the south where it doesn't really it get was that cold. miserable, and it was yeah. blowing, and it was freezing cold. It was the worst experience I've ever had in the elements on a golf course, and he won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm down there. I, I'm with you there. Uh, there's got to be. I got to do some narrowing down, especially in DFS here on in this range. All right, let's move on. Seven K range is pretty lackluster for me. Uh, by the way, don't forget to hop in our splash contests, our weekly listener leagues 
for DFS NFL and PGA. We'll run two contests, $5 entries, two max entries, all it is. Um, so hop in there, max it out for 10 bucks. That's easy to do. Two for the NFL, two for the PGA event. That's 20 bucks. No big deal. It's tiers based contest. So tiers for the NFL. I think this is the first week, Pat, you and I did not cash. You didn't cash, right? In the NFL? Or you still got, uh, you still no. got a shot tonight? I'm not going to no. cash. I so. do still have a shot. If CD Lamb goes nuts, I might have a chance. Yeah. If Tony Pollard gets like 40, I got a chance. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, it's the NFL tiers contest that me and Pat typically have dominated, but not this week. It is, uh, and then it's uh, it's tiers for the golf as well. So click the link in the description where it says Splash Listener League Contest. That will take you to, um, that will take you to our commissioner channel. You can see all the uh, all all the contests we have up and running. All right, seven K range. I'll start. I do not love this spot at all outside of a handful of names. Um, I absolutely love Cam Champ at 7,100. I talked him up big time this morning in the First Look show. He was 80 to 1, and we fired. Um, he is now down to 65 to 1 on FanDuel and, and shorter other places. At 65 to 1, I still like it. Bombers course, played here last year for the first time, finished eighth. He's, he arrives this year in far better form. He, he was coming off of back-to-back missed cuts to start the fall last year. He's coming off of back-to-back good finishes here in the fall this year. Uh, had a chance to really win. I think he just kind of crapped the bed yeah. yesterday. Uh, he was up on top of the leaderboard after, sun, after Saturday, I believe. So Camp Champ's doing his thing. I, I, it was an egregious error for the books to open him up at 80-1, to 1, and I think people made him pay including myself. So uh, I love that. I love the, the play in DFS as well. Now, a chalky camp champ, I will be honest, is a little scary, so we'll see how he goes. He's 7,100. I could see people jumping on that, given his good form and what he did here last year. So, like, 17% camp champ is going to scare me a little bit. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, I do like champ, though. What are all the things? I'm trying to figure out what are, what are all the things that have suddenly started clicking for. And you know what's so funny is his ownership is just so low still. I mean, two point six at the Shriners, three point one at Sanderson Farms. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at before the Sanderson, it was still crap. You know, miscut at the Fortnite, miscut at the Wyndham, fifty yeah. first at the. I mean, a lot of miscuts, a lot of not you know not very good finishes other than Mexico way back in April. Um, but you look at across the board, really, a lot of the stuff. I mean, he's just, I mean, his, his putting has been great. The, his off the tee game has been incredible, which is, that's where he, that's his bread yeah. and butter. But I do like it. Well, I mean, the, the, the putting is interesting because, you know, we last, I mean, he last two events, he's gained over six strokes putting. Yeah. That's a lot for Cam Champ. I, I don't, I'm not saying that's a trend. I mean, he's done that before and then come back to reality and sucked, but. Um, at least in, in this event, he may not have to make everything, right? Just just bludgeon the ball off the tee to put yourself in a good position to make sure you just hit the green. If you hit these greens, because they're so small, he's not going to have to lag a bunch of long putts up there and, and risk a three-putt or anything like that. Like, uh, I think it's an interesting spot for him. But I will say a chalky camp champ will be a little bit scary in DFS, but I'm, I'm happy that I bet him at 80-1, to 1. like very happy with that. Yeah. The the other name in here that I like a ton, and I talked him up a ton last week, so I'm gonna I'm rolling back with him at 7,600 is Callum Terran, a long hitting Englishman 
who finished 23rd at the Shriners. The iron play, the off-the-tee play continues to be fantastic. Lately, he's, he's leveled up the around-the-green play when he has missed. Um, Putter's been a little better, too. This is his first attempt at the Zozo, but I like him a ton in DFS, and I like him at 100-1. to 100-1 on FanDuel in this field, that's my final outright bet. I don't have anybody longer than him. I, I definitely gave some guys some looks, but for outright winners, Calum Terran is where the buck stops for me at 100 to 1 uh, on FanDuel. Yep. I love, I love Terran. I think it's a, you know, 100 to 1 is great odds for him. So I, I'm with you there. A guy right next to him, I think. Um, I, I'm, I got to bet Taylor Moore. But now here's the thing with Taylor Moore. I mean, he's 70 to 1. Yeah. I do like him in DFS too. It, you go to the Adam Schink thing where yeah. Adam, we hadn't yeah. seen Adam Schink since the tour championship. It's the same with Taylor Moore, who, you know, has had a great season, but we haven't seen him. He didn't, didn't play any European type tour events. We saw a few of the guys do that. But, you know, other than at least from what I'm seeing, the tour championship, no Taylor Moore. So that would worry me a little bit. But I do think he definitely has the skill set on this golf course to do very well. He finished 12th here in his first start last year uh, at the Zozo. So Taylor Moore is interesting to me. Um, I'll still get him at 70 to one and, and bet that outright. But um, I don't think if you see him any shorter than that, I would, I would go, I would yeah. go any shorter than that for him. Yeah. A little different scenario for him too this year. I mean, last year he was, he had, he had played the Fortinet, the Sanderson and the Shriners coming into the, to the, to yeah. the Zozo. Um, maybe we can do a little bit more of a deep dive and look at what he's done in, in, when there's been kind of a gap in the action in years past. I mean, let me look at, uh, I mean, just for example, the, the November to January turnaround, which is kind of the same for everybody, but he played the RSM classic, missed the cut in November and then played the American express in January and missed the cut there and then finished 11th at Torrey Pines the next week. But, uh, I mean, for, he's a player that I like in general. So, I mean, if he's, if he's low owned, I, I, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, other than that, I mean, there's. I'm gonna save my my Japan tour. I, I there's three Japan tour players that I, I like and that I will play in DFS and that I will bet in the finish markets, finish position markets. But I'm gonna only mention one in the six K range and uh, leave it at that. Everybody else can get it in the Discord. Other than that, I mean, Sam Ryder's the last one that I kind of looked at here just to say. <laughs> just just looking at him. Okay, so here's a guy who's played here twice. Got a T7, a T36. And he's in, you know, he's in solid form right now. So uh, a T7 and T36, given the, the strength of field the, the last two years compared to this, and his iron play has just been incredible. Um, you know, he's not going to hit it very far, but, you know, iron play is, is strong. And, and he's played, he's got a good start to the year so far. So Ryder's the other one that I like. Yeah, I like Ryder. I feel like you can go, you can stay with Joel Damon. Uh, it's 7,200 yeah. in DFS. I, I don't know if I would get the shorter odds because I think I was seeing them less than 100 to 1 um, this morning. Um, so, his, yeah, he's God, he's 75 to 1 on DK. Um, I think he was at 90 earlier this morning. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't like that, but I do think in DFS, you can, and he's played well here um, in general. He's played here, I think, three or four times. Um, you know, he's got, um, you know, a few top 20s here at this event so um yeah t16 last year t8 in 2021 the putter w would worry me a little bit for him but still um i do like 
I do like some Joel and DFS. Okay. Um, don't forget underdog people. Underdog, our friends at Underdog. If you're not getting down with Underdog every single week, picking the higher or the lowers and the pickums, uh, playing best ball weekly for the PGA Tour as well as NFL every single week, you're missing out. Uh, eligible in almost every state. If you're watching on YouTube, there you can see the uh, eligibility there. Um, although there are some states who are losing eligibility, and that sucks. But best ball is a lot of fun. The pick'em is a ton of fun there on Underdog. We put out Underdog plays in the Discord every single week, and um, yeah, they're they're giving some nice specials. For example, there's a good one, uh, a couple good specials for the Monday night game tonight. So click the link in the description if you've not already signed up. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. You click that link and use code junkies. That is code junkies. Uh, 6K range. I don't have a draft prepared, Pat, because I only like two players in this range that I feel decent enough to talk about. So I'm just going to give you... God dang it. I hate it that that happens. I don't know why it happens. Um, well, I'm going to let you start because one of them might be you. So tell me who you like in the 6K range. We'll, we'll get this wrapped up. Um, I'll start up, up at the top here, KH Lee um, at 6,900. He's um he played well last week. Um so I like I like some KH Lee. I think he could um he could have a good week here. He's played here. I think is he only played here once just last year. Let's look. T-15. He has played here. No, he's played here twice. T eighteen and T fifty nine. Okay. Um and D V you continue to not want to play him. I don't think I bet him at this week, but I'm going to go back with Matthew Naismith. He's the one. He's one of them I had written down. I'm in. I'm in. I'll get in. Good. I mean, Finally. don't don't act like I've been missing. I haven't been missing out on a ton. Like what? what I mean, have, not. What have I missed out on? I missed out on a T42 last week, a T25 at the Sanderson Chicken uh, Cock. I guess you're right. Yeah, but he is showing some good signs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. Yeah. I I he was one I had written down. T9 here last year. I don't, I don't hate yeah. that one. I don't, yeah. I don't mind that at all. The, the, the one I'll give you is it's 6,500. It is Ryu Nagano, Japan mm-hmm. Tour, full-time yep. Japan Tour player. In 2023, has five top five finishes, including, well, not including, but also a T23 at the ISPS Handa, which is a DP World Tour event. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of out there in the world golf ranking. He's 306th in the world. But he did play here in 2021, finished T39. And he did finish T20 at this year's U.S. Open, Pat, at LACC. Uh, hits mm-hmm. it plenty far. Seems to be a pretty good ball striker based on what I could derive from the uh, Japan Golf Tour website. But Ryu Nagano, 6,500, cheap option. You know, uh, hoping for uh, probably, and I'd say a T25. I-, I think he's got realistic T25 to T20 upside in, in the field like this. Okay. I think you could do it. Well, I'm going to go with Kieta Nakajima. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Um, now, he's another one that's got some experience on this golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, he finished. Hang on. Let me, let me find him again. Kieta, where are you? Kieta. He T12 last year. T12 last year. Um, but, you know, mostly plays over in Japan, obviously. T10 last week at the Japan Open. Um, Panasonic Open, he was T8. 
The Shinhan okay. Dante. All right. Well, you, so I gave out three names in the Discord. You just mentioned one of them. I've already mentioned one of them. So I'll save okay. my. Neither one of us have mentioned my favorite name. So I'll save that one for the Discord. But let me help you with Kita here. I don't know. Kita's great. Look, I mean, he's he's really good. Yeah, he is. He's he's uh, he also holds the record for the world's longest world amateur number one at 87 weeks. He turned pro at this event last year. So he's got a pedigree about him. He's got some Hideki comparisons about him. He's young. He's 23. He's, Does he have any um, relation to Tommy? Uh, Tommy Nakajima? I'm not sure. We should figure that out, huh? Yeah. I didn't see it on his Wikipedia page. He finished T28 here as an amateur two years ago. He's also made two yeah. of two cuts at the Sony Open for a PGA Tour comparison. And on the Japan Golf Tour this year, he has 13 top 10s and two wins since June. 13 top 10s in 2023, but he's won twice since June. So. Kids, kids got game, and you know when he's when he's played these these uh, these Zozo events or or the Sony events. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of showed up a little bit. He's maturing, and and he's obviously got the pedigree. Like I said, world number one for that long. Some that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm with you there on Kita. All right, top twenties or finish position placement bets. Any final bets you want to throw out here? I'll, I'll give you a couple. I. I'm probably just going to ladder the hell out of Minwoo Lee here and bet. Uh, I've already talked about him outright, but also, um, you know, maybe a top five at plus 360 if he can't. So that kind of gives me an, an, an each way without being an each way option. And uh, I like Cam Champ a lot too as a T10 at plus 450 and a T20 also at plus money, plus 190 on FanDuel. So I like those. Uh, Taryn is a six to one top 10. And plus 230, top 20. Love that. And finally, your boy, Kita Nakajima, top 10 at 6 to 1. And plus 220, top 20. Mm, okay. Um, I, I'm mainly just looking over here at some top 10s. I mean, I think Minwoo is a top 10 getting plus money at plus 180. Not bad. Um, you know, a couple other ones. Dietrich, plus 360 for a top 10. Um, I do like that. And, you know, Cam Champ is four to one. Like it. Yep. Um, I think that's about it for me. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. So, again, next week we got the, the week off. Uh, we'll get the emails out this week. We'll also have the chat on Wednesday at some point. Stay tuned for that. We got to figure out the time based on the, the time zone difference here uh, with Japan. And don't forget to enter in the Sobet contest. You got to do that. We're not going to have any reminders for you. We're going to next time you see us on the show, we're going to be telling you who the winner is. So um, make sure you get in there and make that happen. Or, am I forgetting anything else, Pat? Mm, I don't think so. No, I don't right. think you got it all. May your screens be green and bend over your bookie this week for the Zozo people. See ya.